you are essentially mice in a maze and the maze is his. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting at the table with the Forgotten Four who just spoken to an all-powerful arcane being and learnt the secrets of the universe. How are we going, guys? Good. Yeah, really good. That's good. All right. So last time we left off, you guys had just recently entered the portal to the realm of the archaic. You asked them a bunch of questions about Delnak the Outcast and the uh, whole entire chamber began to collapse. And in doing so, Morvan, you cast Fly on two of your allies and you flew down to the ground of the chamber and began to come out onto the other side, which was a five foot by five foot portal. And all you could hear was like the sounds of water sort of dropping slowly into a pool next to you. So that's where we'll kick in. So you can see the stone walls of this area that seem to be pretty well masoned, a very different feeling to what you had previously been into. As you look around and those of you with dark vision begin to see, you can see that the tiles below you are heavily caked in dirt and dust. And if you were to move a hand, it's almost like clearing a heavy layer of dust from a piece of furniture. You can see the stone below is extremely well polished. You can see rubble and stone that seems to have compounded through due to the the fall that had previously happened and you still do hear rocks falling behind you as all of you then come to your feet you look around roll perception checks for me 22 23 fittingly a five because i cannot a five that i got five rengar and morvan looking around you can see directly ahead of you what looks like a pool of still water the only movement in it you can see is a single drop coming from the roof and it's eerie and it's the only noise you hear. You can see beyond that, probably about 15 feet uh, looking at that pool, you can see what looks like a cavern wall that seems to go all the way down into that water as if uh, a dead end occurs. So you look to behind you and there's a rock fall and you look ahead of you and there's a cavern wall but a pool sits in front of it. You can see underneath the surface of the water a small orange glow that looks like it is reflect, reflecting or refracting firelight from the side beyond whatever cavern wall is there. That was uh, that was an experience. How are we all feeling? Are you all, all okay? Does anyone need healing? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a minute. I'm not feeling too good. Going to throw... Do you, do you need a potion or... Well, if we take a rest, I, I should, we'll feel better after bit of a break did you uh did you catch a glimpse of up ahead did you see the it looks like there's uh something beyond the water firelight do you feel like we should progress now or do we all need a bit of a break and a quick rest uh, i mean it's more so for i mean more we, than we don't know good. where we are and what's ahead so do we need a we can have a look around uh while they're doing this hot lighter uh, now completely surrounded in light. This entire chamber is within the light of the, the torch. Uh, you all see the same thing. However, the light from the other side seems to have been vanished because there is light here that's detracting from that view. Do I feel safe? Am I am I getting a safe feeling being in Check here? the water. Yeah. Gorgonbort and Barnabas, whilst you guys are having this conversation, make your way to the water. It's still... Ringo will cast Detect Magic. Does it look drinkable? Roll a nature check. Oh, boom. 21. It has been sitting for a very long time, stagnating. You don't know what's below the surface, but 
it's got like a dry acridy smell not like fresh water can i just grab my um javelin uh do i yeah i've still got that makeup on i got can i just uh not stab it and just see how deep it is yep as you do you get to the end of the javelin you still haven't found a bottom okay with your detect magic rengar uh, nothing magical within the range of your spell as I walk around the pool? I there is it. no way to walk around the pool. It goes to the edges of the, the rocks uh, that are on the other side of the wall. Right, so you got to go through it or over it. Over it, there doesn't appear to be a way over, but there may be a way under given that you saw light coming from the other side. What is um, the length of the body it's of water? It's about 15 feet from you to the rock, rocky wall. Rocky wall, okay. Yep, yep. Beyond that or underneath that, you're not sure how far it goes. Oh, I see. So you might have to get in the water and dive through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for a swim. Mm, mm. I, have, I have a 50-foot hemp and rope. I'm going to tie a rock to it. Just throw it down to, get, to gauge the depth. Uh, you do so. You watch as the rock breaks the surface of the water. It's probably about 35-ish feet deep. Um, How does the bottom feel? Is it solid or is it a... It seems to send a vibration through the rope indicating that it's probably solid rock. What time of day was it when we first entered? It was closing on nightfall when we entered that little area. Remember, it was quite dark when we were walking <laughs> down into the... um. Are we due for a sleep? We'd be bloody close. Can I put my, like, if I, is it clear enough if I put my head in and open my eyes, can I see, like, just a distance, see something? If he just send the light and just kept going and going and going, can you I see can that You can roll light? a perception check with disadvantage if that is what everybody's doing. I'm going to put my head in. I don't know if everyone should put their head in, but... Well, I'll cast Dancing Lights uh, down near the bottom. Well, I'll cast it in the water and then just sink it until mm-hmm. it hits the bottom, basically. My, okay. my four orbs of light. All right. All right. Spread them out. So roll a perception check with disadvantage. I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to go 16. So looking, you can see the bottom. It seems to be what looks like just rocky outcroppings from a, a cave-in that occurred. You can see old tiles that seem to be broken off in there. Uh, you can look to see that the wall ahead of you, 15 feet ahead of you, goes about five feet under the surface and then stops. And you now too see the firelight from uh, the other side that seems to be glowing orange, ref- refracted from the surface of the light. You watch for about 10 or so seconds, and during that time, you watch as that firelight extinguishes. I wonder if we've alerted the uh, whoever's there with the fire. We should be right to swim through. It doesn't look like it's very far in terms of how far we have to go down through it. So uh, I think have a rest and um, go for a swim. Um, During your short rest, Rengar, you need to roll a perception check, please, if you're on watch. 21. You heighten your sense of hearing, given the fact that the light is dim in here with only the torchlight and the dancing lights coming here and there. You hear scratching on stone. It seems to be coming from the other side. It's muffled heavily through the, the water. You hear yapping. And then, curiously enough, during the last half hour to 20 minutes of your watch... You hear nothing from the other side. The yapping. So he speaks draconic elvish orc. Is there any draconic sounding sort of yapping? Like Yeah, you heard the words hide. Hide. Mm. Okay. Would Rango get a gauge on creatures that would live in this way? If he understands that's the it's language, a language he heard. you haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And hearing it, it takes you a while to remember, but that's the ancient language that spells are written in. That's the language of draconic. So you can you know of a few creatures that speak that language, dragons in particular. However, none have been seen in this realm for a long time. Recorded history. I'll say, I've heard some noises with the words "hide." I think the creatures that may be on the other side they're draconic in nature. 
gonna just say they didn't sound like big creatures. Possibly, us disturbing them has scared them, mm. or whatever. But not if know, they either hide. that or we're possibly gonna be getting ambushed. So mm. as a note, I'm down spell slots and have 11 HP. Um, more than after the hour rest, you guys get ready to sort of hitch up and go. But you can see he's still, he's not, still yeah. not not good. And not good. So long rest it is. And I will tie a. I uh, just think I don't know how these those things got to that side. I'm going to tie a like a piece of rope to my toe, and I'm going to put that rope somewhere across the length of the water and have it sitting in the water. So if I feel anyone come up, it might yank on my toe, and I would. All right. I would I'll know. say you take the time to set that up as you go to rest. Who's taking the second watch? Oh well, as the blind man. But, uh... There is torchlight, but you can if you want to. You can roll uh, a straight check for your perception check based on sound. As an aside, can I go up to Gorgon Bort and say, Gorgs, can I uh, have 40 gold? I have the hearing of a bat, oh. 19. <laughs> yes, I'll give you my gold. Excellent. Well, in this, I only need four hours trance for a total eight hours for a short rest. So can I spend four hours learning a spell? Yep, you can. All right, gold has been given. Barnabas, a hard wooden objects hitting a stone floor like clattering as timber hits the floor. You hear a yapping sort of sound, a language it seems like two things bickering towards each other, and then you hear silence again. I suspect they're building fortifications, and if they're cranking, do I associate that with a uh, anything I've seen before, like a siege weapon or some description? I would say without even a check, you would know that it's they're definitely building something, the size of which would probably not match a siege weapon. Given the fact that there is now silence after they've built something, it's probably traps. Yeah. Like mechanical traps. Related to the group when they wake up. Yep, and you all do so after your long rest. Can an unseen servant swim? I'll say yes. But I was thinking if they're mechanical traps, maybe I send unseen servant to go pitter-patter and zigzag and see what he can trigger. So I'll take another 10 minutes, so an unseen servant, send him, I'll say... His name is Wobbly. <laughs> Wobbly, walk, um, swim under, rise on the other side, and uh, go across um, until you find a, sol- a surface above the water. Uh, and then w- just walk around. All right, so he goes away from you. You watch this splash occur that none of you can see the, the source of. But as time goes by, you do hear the pulling of a string, the loosing of an arrow, the falling of rocks, and you lose arcane connection with your unseen servant. Would Braxton know? But I was thinking you should ask him, these draconic speakers, are they likely going to... That's Rengar. 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 I would have an Braxton's idea. dead. I'd have an idea. He's also the last Ringer. person you would want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I might go ask Ren while he's here. Um, <laughs> Mini Delnak, whether he's... Uh, these Draconic speakers likely going to be hostile or do you know anything about them? They're little cavernous dwelling beings. They're probably kobolds. Yep. Judging by the rudimentary traps and stuff that you sort of heard or believed to have been built or stuff like that I would say that's a high likelihood that's what they are they're pretty cowardly generally they'll attack from range and try and you know snipe you and stuff like that and that's yeah. just are what, they a being that can be reasoned with or are we going in there uh, just, are they you, to be exterminated I'm just, I would believe that they sort of are pretty sub- subversive to a larger god like creature or they are they usually worship like strange things not always beings, could be an object or something. They're funny little creatures, so they're generally mining type and like yeah. to get t- 
trinkets the, the and little, shit. They're not exactly the most intelligent of beings. Mm, okay. I was just wondering whether we need to go in there uh, all well, guns blazing or if we go in there. I do speak their tongue yeah. so we could possibly portray that we are a stronger entity than them and then hopefully try and come to an agreement to pass. So we can try to reason. Um, I, I think before I... Possibly, but we have alerted them already, so... Before I go swimming, I'm going to cast Mage Armor. I feel like if myself, my Goliath friend, and my Half-Orc friend went through first, possibly Morven, and tried to negotiate while you stayed behind. Behind us, I should say. I'll give you guys a head start. Yeah, maybe use your little friend to... I can give you a wink if it's all going well and you can come through. I'll give you like a six or a ten second yeah. head start and pop up behind you. Okay. Okay. So you swimming through? Yeah, so understanding roughly the lay of the land that Gorgonbort described, I would say we'd probably try and go to like a back edge corner so that we're not fucking popping up in the middle of the space. So if we go underneath, we'll go to the left side yep. of it and pop out on that side. Keep an eye out first. I'd say Rango would poke his head up and have a look around and see what he sees and pop it back down. Yep, the three of you stealthily swim and you make your way to the left-hand side, which is a rocky surface, and you can see as you peer your head above the water that the area around you is completely dark. You smell diffused fire as if they'd recently been extinguished. You also smell rotting meat throughout different areas of this, this place, and you also smell refuse like waste. As you look around, you can see the tiles in this area that you're sort of eye level with now mimic the ones from the room before, but you can see there are jagged and broken in parts as if like a rock has fallen through and created this pool. As you poke your head up in the dark, the three of you just bobbing above the surface, Morvan staying behind for a second. The three of you can roll perception checks. You will be with disadvantage this time, Barnabas, as it is based on sight. I'm not going to waste it. That is uh, 11. Nine. Barnabas pops his head above water and still has water in his ears. He's, he's got his eyes closed for some reason because that's how he swims. And he just can't see anything at all. I rolled a one. Decided <laughs> not to open your eyes. <laughs> um, looking around, you can see masses of darkness that seem to indicate solid objects, but you don't see any individuals moving through the area and you don't hear them either. Right. Well, um, maybe I should try and talk to them in their common tongue. I suggest you guys try and slip out the same way. I got an advantage on stealth. Roll I mean, aren't, aren't you going to speak out so it doesn't matter about stealth? Well, let's just get up first. 26. <laughs> I have a disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could roll again, but, but I rolled it. That's what that means, eh? The D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, arm, that's for your armor. Yeah. Oh, it's viewing because that was good. I rolled really good the second time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got a nine. I got five. I'm just just clunking oh, through fuck. the water. <laughs> so uh, I'll say that Barnabas and uh, Gorgonbort, you go to get yourself up, but you accidentally slip down like like somebody trying to get out of a pool multiple times. So it's the sound of armor scraping against rock plus yeah. water. Rango, <laughs> you take around. this distraction to be able to duck off and hide behind uh, what looks like a large rocky surface. And as you sort of touch it and duck down behind it, you look at your compatriots and you can see Barnabas has fallen back into the pool. Gorgonbort goes to like pull him out and then he falls down, his arm clatters onto the surface and you watch as they both just sort of get themselves up finally on the surface and stand around and have a look around the area. You can probably assume that their position has been made. Yeah. Have I sat swimming across yet? Yep. As once I crest, once my head pops up, I'll cast Dancing Lights in the chamber, light it up. Okay. okay. 
And as he as he does that, there goes Stella. I'm gonna yeah. I will no. I'm gonna stay behind the object that I am, but I will shout out as if to say and just say in draconic. I will say uh, I say we know you're there. Show yourselves. We mean no harm. If you let us pass, there won't be any confrontation. Roll a persuasion check. That one. You hear nothing. Your voice rumbling through the catacombs and then suddenly you hear like scratching and then the unmistakable sound of four bow strings loosing twang 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 <laughs> uh, it's at that point you watch as an arrow just skits along the surface from you Gorgonport you move your foot out of the way just in time Barnabas uh, you duck an arrow as it's coming towards you Morvan does a 17 hit your AC you get a soft cover because you're still in the water plus 2 to AC with, so, uh, with cover it's 18 AC alright so you watch as this arrow comes down shoots directly into the water and it uh, loses momentum just in time for it not to hit your body. Does a 17 hit your AC Rengar? It matches. Okay, so you will take eight points of piercing damage as an arrow hits you directly into the shoulder. Actually, you will have cover too because you're ducked behind the rock. Then it does not hit me. Okay, so you watch as it skits off the rock and and scatters off into the surface. You hear that, uh, that woody clanging. Um, and then you hear this yipping again and you hear some scratching, which you understand, Rengar, to be words that say, uh, move around. And get them from the other angle. What are they saying, Rengar? You need to translate I'm this. I'm going to yell it out because screw it. And not in Draconic, though. And to these guys, I don't know if they understand common or not. If they do, they're going to hear it. But I'm going to say they're trying to flank us back to back or find some cover. And then I will also say yell in Draconic and just be like, This is a very unwise move on your behalf, little fiends. And that's it. One more uh, persuasion or intimidation check. Your choice. This will be the last chance before anything It'll happens. be persuasion. And that's going to be an 18. Okay. There is a hesitation and the scurrying silences. With the dancing lights up, I'll say, Rengar, you look around the cavern and you can see that it's pretty tall. And looking around as well, the object that you were hiding behind seems to be a sarcophagus. You can see the lid of which is firmly closed. But you look around the area as well and you can see makeshift animal skin like bedrolls around the area like you're in their sleeping chamber. You also look around the chamber and along the roof, you can see little holes, probably about two foot wide, and they seem to be protruding out through all different spots in the roof. You can probably know through your knowledge of kobolds that they are scurrying wily creatures and they're probably moving through the walls at this point. Interestingly enough, all of you also see a large pool in the middle that you had ejected yourselves from. Across the way on the right-hand side of the pool, you can see what looks like another sarcophagus, but it's surrounded by glinting golden objects, almost like a treasure trove. Behind you, you can see a large set of double doors, but the most momentous thing that you can see in the dark that seems to just be lit up on the edges of the, um, the uh, dancing lights is a large statue sitting upon a dais. You can see the statue is about 40 feet tall. Seems to be of a well-armoured warrior. In his grasp, hilt in his hand with the blade pointing down, you can see what looks like a very large handle and an almost longsword-like blade that seems to po point into the, the stone surface below. Looking at this individual, the armour that he's wearing is familiar to you. You've seen this armour on Auric Iron Guard before. However, this creature, this statue, there are some subtle differences that tell you this is probably not Auric. Iron Guard's the one that we... Is that the one that we originally... It was, it was the communicator. Yes. Yep. Yes. 
Okay. Um, around that statue as well, you can see some more bedrolls and there is like a white ceramic-like substance surrounding it in various different patches, some large, some small, and that's pretty strange to you. So that's what you look at as you sort of take in the room and this silence seems to have bought you a little bit of time as you take in this space. So yeah, that, that's what you see as you look around and there is silence throughout the area as well, almost like they're waiting. They can hear you speaking in that tongue. And after a moment, you hear one of them clap back to you and say, Indraconic, how do you know the ancient tongues? Let's just say I've been uh, privy to some much larger beings than yourselves in my time. And maybe I've learned a few things. No larger than Zimmerinth, the forgotten spawn. You are in his domain. We have not seen strangers like you in some time. You look uh, tasty. Well, I can assure you that if you try to take any bit of flesh from us, it will be the end of you. The end of you will come when the great hoarding spawn finds you in his realm. Yes, I can see he's massed quite a collection of uh, beautiful treasures here. This is our collection. Oh, is this only yours? Well, his resides beyond those doors, but you will not live to see it. Mm, how many of you are there? Many, 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 many. And you just hear them all say it. You hear probably about at least 15 voices. What's it going to take for us to be able to pass freely through here? Or are you that keen on getting our flesh? You may pass through freely, but you will not exit. For Zimmerinth will have you. You will be our gift to him. Fresh meat. The Prince of the Sands is sick of eating dust worms. What did he say, Renga? Negotiations were short. What is Zemerinth? What, uh, what particular dragon is he? He is a worm beyond belief, spawn of Python himself, slew by the disgusting god, Idris. His champion stands upon the idol. He remains in the chamber. The foe in which he tried to defeat now the master of his whims. A joke. A folly of Zimmerant himself. We have seen your kind. We have seen kinds like him. You bend easily and you break. You are good for two things. Serving. And for food. What did he say, Ranga? <laughs> and I'm just going to whisper to the boys because they're pretty close to him and be like, I think we all should prepare ourselves as these creatures will either kill us or try to feed us to their rather large dragon and I instantly grab out my great axe and I hold it ready. There is many going to fight be prepared. right now. Doesn't we're not leaving so three sounds of arrows loose, all heading towards Gorgonbort. You hear it immediately, Gorgonbort, and deflect two with your great uh axe that you you just hit one away with the bat like a baseball and you hit the other with the butt and it sticks up into the cavern of the roof. The other one is a seventeen. Mm-hmm. Does that hit you? Yes, I'm 15, I believe. Yep. So you take seven points of piercing damage as an arrow meets you in your, your stomach. Mm-hmm. That was a warning shot. Uh, Barnum's sick of being shot at. He throws daggers back at the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, same. Roll with disadvantage. As you say. turn directly to where the arrow shot out and you see for a split no, second. I'll, I'll try to the ones he's talking to, not the, not the archers. Okay. All right. Uh, roll with, I'll say disadvantage as well because it seems to be like a, a voice that's protruding through the cavern. Can I, can I rage as I got hit? If that was the burn, yeah, I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah I'm raging. Um, and I'm just going to say, I'll just say down to Morvan, I'll be like, I think you're going to need to hold those big spells for something else. 13 and a 16. Both hit. This screeching out in pain and this clap, 
And you hear in Draconic, these voices say, Attack! Uh, roll your damage on these Eight, two. 18 damage. On the on the one? That, you, yeah, just the one. Yeah, one. you kill it. You guys watch and see for the first time in the light, this blue-scale dragon, uh, this dragon individual, kobold-looking, you can see a long tail, a long neck, and this crocodilian-looking mouth, these yellow eyes and spines of bone protruding along their back. And you can see him just crumble to the floor, hit the dust, and then just die. It's at that point you hear the words, attack, and you watch from the holes above, swarms of kobolds begin to crawl down and enter towards you and will roll initiative. And it is going to be uh, Baron Barnabas's turn first. You're standing next to the water that you'd just gotten out of, Gorgon brought to your side, and you can see five to six of them in range of you crawling around you in a semicircle-like fashion. What would you like to do? I'll, I'll move closer to my wizard in order to prevent other ones getting too close to Melee, and I'll throw uh, my daggers. Okay. Are you going to... Morvin's actually got himself out next to Rengar now. Yeah. So where would you like to go? There's one behind him, is there? That one's coming down from yes, the wall. Yes, there is. Right, it's I'll, 20 feet away I'll from I'll you. I'll run towards that one and, and kill that one. Okay, so you begin running. You pass by the sarcophagus, uh, and as you do so, you get between Morvin and his foe. He's just crawling down into range of you. You see yep. he's sort of got this, uh, this bone-like sword coming, uh, and he goes to strike at you when you come in range but you get the drop on him. So roll your attack. A 12 and a 15. So yes, they will hit with a 12. Seven damage plus. That kills it. Seven damage. Yep. I should have, well, I should have thrown the other one, but would I? I'll say you get two of them straight into this one uh, and both daggers pin it to the wall basically. And then as your daggers reappear back into your hands, it falls to the floor dead. Uh, you can see as well that since this uh, Goliath individual has now downed two in short succession, the charge on the swarm seems to slow and they start to take a more reactive sort of approach to you, them changing their bone swords into bows, looking to to get you from afar. Uh, it's at that point we make our way to Rengar's turn. However, before that happens, you all look around and you can see and feel the chamber beginning to shudder and shake. And if you look really closely, and you probably feel it the most, Morvan, you can see this blue arcane energy surging between some of the pylons above. And you hear this rumbling roar, this coming from far below you, deep in the cavern. You can hear and see this zapping as it's beginning to arc. Does a 16 hit your AC Gorgon board? Yeah. Okay, so you will take... I am raging, yes. You will take four points of electricity damage as static electricity seems to arc from the roof and just hit you. So four points total, you get this zap and you guys look and see this blue lightning bolt just begin to surge down onto the person and this whole area seems to be surging with this this fuzzy like static electricity, almost like there is a magical essence within this area in the domain of something large and arcane. Uh, now it's your turn, Rengar. I think we've woken our friend and I will immediately, I'm going to use because I can dread ambush Oh! Which will oh sorry, no, I'll do do my normal attack first, which is um dagger dagger. So I'm just gonna run to the two kobolds there. Yep. So you see two of them crawling yep. down the walls just in reach of you and you yep. make your way around uh the extinguished yep. torch. So I'll skirt first. He's just gonna go one handed dagger strike first. That kills that one. He will move with his offhand to attack the other. If go that makes for sense. It. Yep, roll two attacks. Yep. Morvin, you're still concentrating on dancing lights at this point as well. 24s for both. Both hit. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 1d4 plus 6. Oh, yeah. So 10 points to one and 7 points to the other. Both die. Yep. Awesome. You watch as they are completely skewered 
as yep. you cut one's throat and sever the other one's arm and clavicle straight across the body and they fall into dust awesome. as well. Awesome. So Dread Ambusher allows me another action. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to then, sw- if you allow it, oh, they are flying daggers. Is there anyone in range that I can hit with a dagger? You can throw a Bang. dagger at one that's 30 feet away with disadvantage because I believe the range of a dagger is 20 to 40 feet. Cool. So I'm just going to get back to within range of him. Okay. So you begin to backtrack around the extinguished torch back towards the sarcophagus that you had left. Yep. You you make your way towards the edge of the pool and you are now within 20 feet of both of the ones that seem to be clawing down the walls towards you and you just get two daggers and flick one at each. Yep. 22 and a 21 hit both. They do. 10 points to one and eight points to the other. Very good. So at the end of your turn, you watch as four kobolds just fall onto the dust. You hear this cackling and this screeching and you hear retreat, retreat, and it's just caverning through. And I will yell in Draconic, we warned you. <laughs> and that's it. And at that, that will bring us to um, Gorgonbort, the buckler's turn. Wait. You're still standing by the edge of the pool. You can see Rengar to your left and Morvan and Gorgonbort, uh, Morvan and Barnabas to your, to your north. Slain kobolds all the way around you. I'm going to... You can see the one across the pool. It is a fair distance away from you. What is the length of that? Like six, that's uh, more than 60. That's a fair it's way. It's definitely, it's 45 there. It's probably just 60 on him, actually. Hmm. I'm going to move uh, from here, come across the water and move right in front of uh, this other kobold over here that is near the uh, this podium looking. So yeah, I'm right there. And if you wanted to, you can throw your javelin first yep. and then do another attack. Oh, because I can move and then... Yeah. Okay, sure. So as you're running closer, I'll say that you get your javelin out whilst you're moving and throw it before you get within five feet because yeah. otherwise you'll have disadvantage. Do it so it's closer. Yep. And then after that, you get within range of this kobold standing below the surface of the statue and you will attack him again with, with whatever you choose. Yep. Across the water. It's a 21... 19. That'll hit. It's a six in total. Six in total. Uh, that one dies with the makeshift javelin skewered into its belly. Uh, you have lost that javelin now as it is in its form and he uh, teeters and tumbles into the pool. Goes to your finishing turn where you close in on the kobold underneath the statue having defeated the one across the pool. I sure do. Hand axe and I will chop and chop old mate to death. Go for it. Ooh, I am feeling lucky. What did you get? <laughs> I got a one. Yeah, you better feel lucky. Uh, and this was a, a nine. Nine unfortunately misses. So you swipe yes. across the head of this kobold and it just ducks out of the way before you are able to um, to make purchase. Yep. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Morvan, you're up. Um, you can see one kobold currently and you can hear the chattering of more within the tunnels around your your uh, person. The one that's left is engaged with Gorgon Board. And that's literally the only one I can see? Only one you can see at the moment. Is there an opening somewhere, like a tunnel that leads on or a passageway that leads on? Or? Uh, as you look around, you can see behind you there is a large double door that seems to have a mosaic in gold all upon it that seems to be leading outwards, but there seems to be some parts missing to the mosaic. There also appears to be the way that you came, which is underneath the surface of the the water. So that seems to be the two ways out that you can see. I guess I'll just finish this fight and then we can decide where to move from there. Just shoot a fire bolt at this last cobalt. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 will hit. 14 damage. 14 damage will kill it. So as it ducks underneath your axe throw, Gorgonbord, it moves directly behind you and it is about to stab you with this bone sword. 
but it emulates in flame and just falls to the floor. It's at that point you guys hear the chattering of these individuals beginning to subside as if they're moving further and further into the rocky holes that are around you. You appear to be in less danger than you had previously been in, and the cavern is yours to explore, it seems. The laughing of this individual kobolds as they begin to move through, you hear the last little remnants of one of them, Rangar and Draconic, say, Zimranth will be warned. He knows of your coming. You'll not leave this citadel alive. You then hear this. And you hear the lightning just crackle along the roof. Like I said, a much larger being resides in this place. Whether or not it's something we can tackle, I am not sure. The way they described it, we're near the slayer of uh, of the worm. So we're near his head. Driven to get the halberd well, or the, uh, the yeah. glaive while we're here. Uh, so. That, that uh, is our next purpose. That yeah. statue looked mighty enticing. I think that's something we should investigate immediately. <laughs> I would make haste with this. Do anyone want to give me a hand with these sarcophagus? Well, can I cast oh, yeah, I want to check them out. detect magic while I'm here? Yeah, I'd and have one I... hanging too. Yep, so both of your detect magics, there is magic inside the sarcophagus. And there are piles of gold somewhere, you said? Yes, there seems to be a pile of gold that seems to emanate below, uh, to the south of the cavern that you're currently in. We can check that out after sarcophagus. Okay, so your detect magic as you push open the two sarcophaguses, you can see a bony corpse in both of the ones uh, next to each other. You do find in their person two long swords that appear to be undamaged by the weathering of time, however long they have been in here. You can see they've got a golden hilt and some celestial riding down the shaft of the blade. They appear to be very well made. Elven? Celestial. Celestial. Oh, yeah. made celestial. Oh, they look like they're divinely crafted. You're not sure whether the... They don't look elven in their blacksmithing. The, the script on them does appear to be celestial, though. As you look at both of them, they seem to denote a particular rank of warrior, and it seems to be written in golden illumination. You also see uh, uh, on the cross guard where the blade meets the hilt in the middle of that cross guard, you can see a very ornate uh, circle with triangular spokes coming off of it, almost like a, a sun. So these belonged to the warriors of Idris in the... Oh, if you want, I can tell you. You're getting an, an exact signature, a similar signature rather from the other two okay. that seem to be in the south as well. So there seems to be four in total of these blades. As you get them and sit down with the Morven, I'll say you're able to get, let's say, 240 gold as well. Um, there's also a notebook there that you are quite interested in. Uh, it looks leather bound and there is an arcane symbol on it. You imagine it as somebody's spell book. What did you get for your investigation? Ranga got a three, guys. Looking at the statue. Roll an investigation on the statue, Barnabas. Yeah, I was going for the sarcophagus. So is there more or are they both checked out? Now? They're both checked out. They okay. just seem to have swords. That's um, cool. Um, can I I'll swim? There's a double doors. There wrong. is the door on the other side over here. Yeah, I'll check the door out. Okay. So roll your... Uh, investigation for that. What was your investigation for the... A nine on the uh, statue. The armor looks definitely similar to that of Auric Iron Guard. Mm. You can see the facial features depicted in marble stone seems to be a little bit different. Yep. And the weapon that he's wielding is a little bit different as well. You remember that Auric had the following of Orban. He appears to be following the god Idris. Yeah. But there is similarities in their features almost like they could be related. Yeah. Auric and I'll this entity. Relay that back to the party. I said, this guy look like, looks a bit like that fella in the uh, in the tome. 
it's definitely a stone statue at this point as well. But you also notice a sword on his belt that seems to be one of em, emulation of the long swords that Morphin is now pouring over. It grasps you in familiarity to the um, the constellation of Orion. The door. What did you get? Gorgonbot? Got an eleven. So the door you can see has the warrior that's depicted in the statue and you can see him holding this massive long-handled glaive-like sword in a crossed motion that seems to be depicted in gold artistry and you can see they're crossing their blades over a sun. However, three of the spokes of that sun seem to be missing and it seems to be like a, a turning locking mechanism but three of the spokes seem to be missing. With your identify, Morven, you can see that these weapons are plus two long swords and they each are able to cast the light spell twice per day. Those swords that everyone is binding, it's nothing to do with these spokes. It's not like a spoke sword or spoke thing. Uh, no, they look like they're too, the swords are too big. Okay. Does it look like they're broken off or they're actually like, it's like a key, like they're just missing. It they're looks just not like in they're there. missing, like they were recessed in and they've been taken out. Okay. Can I have a look around the room if I could desist anything and see yep. about that? So far, you're the only one that knows this, so you can yep. roll your investigation check. 24. You watch as Gorgonbolt goes into a feverish, rage-filled searching fest, and it's almost like that that person that's lost their car keys for so long and they're just tossing things around. You go over to some bedrolls and you throw the pillows away and you get some cobalt weapons and you just shove them aside. You hear him clanging through different areas of the tomb. Uh, you are able to find, by the time Morvan finishes his spell, you now have these three shards that seem to be triangular made, uh, made of copper or gold. They seem to be slightly rusted and you move them up and see in the uh, the sun-like dial of the lock of the room that they probably fit in place if you wanted them to. Hey, guys, look at this. And I put them straight in. <laughs> as you put them in, one, two, three, they... <laughs> and immediately as you put them in, you watch as the sun begins to turn and the first dial of the sun turns uh, clockwise and the one below it that seems to be larger turns anti-clockwise and you just hear this... I slowly step back just to get away from the door a bit and look up. You watch as well as stone and rubble begins to fall from this door as the arcane mechanisms and mechanical mechanisms seems to be activating for the first time in whoever knows how long. Seems the kobolds don't need to use these doors. As the doors begin to part open and as they do, you watch as they slowly grind against the stone surface that, that appears to be before them. It's at that point as well, Gorgonbort, you notice some rocks beginning to fall above you. Can you roll a deck save with advantage, please? 14. Uh, that's exactly what you needed. So three rocks just fall directly to the sides of you and you look at their trajectory. They probably weren't going to hit you, so you just stand still. You have the door open, accessing the area beyond. And at the base of this statue, Barnabas, you also see those white mosa- uh, white ceramic-looking pieces in various different shapes and sizes. I'm near the door. Uh, can I can I see what's, what's, what's through the door? Yep. As you look through the door, this chamber seems to be immense in in size, especially height. You can see pillars that go from floor to ceiling that seems to be six, three on either side. You can see a large door on the other side, a stone dais that leads up into a circular uh, pillar that seems to be emblazoned with the sun symbol. But there are holes in the floor in this area as well. But you can also see various different sort of makeshift wooden mechanisms that seem to be moving across the area and a workbench over here that seems to have various different like oils and mechanical objects on them. You think that this is probably like a kobold workshop where they made traps and flayed the meat that they needed and and that sort of thing. Looking at it, you can see that the room probably used to be a lobby or entry area for a very great and illustrious temple to whatever this was a temple to. Is there anything that makes me nervous in terms of... uh 
magic arcana sort of thing. I, I don't know a lot about it, but a little bit. Not really, but you do notice that as you look towards the roof, this room is taller than you can see high. So it just goes into darkness. The pillars seem to go up into into darkness. I can go over and have an investigation of them. Uh, roll a nature check. Ten. Uh, looking at it, you can see that this is an organic structure. It seems to have been in the shape of a large oval, if you put all the pieces back together. And the inside of the mosaic is smooth and the outside is very, very rough. So, can I put them back together? Or? Yeah, you can try to. After yep. you've started to uh, investigate the swords, you watch as Morven begins to bring all these pieces of white mosaic together. And as you do, it creates an egg. What's the size of the egg? The egg, you can see there are parts missing. But from what you can tell, from what you've been able to put together, you've just got the base and it is pretty large. It is probably about five to ten feet large in diameter. Uh, It seems extremely old as well. There also seems to be a recessed dais in the top of the chamber that seems to have housed like the base of this this egg. You also notice as well at the base of the statue, there is a, a sarcophagus at the base of this statue, but you can see the lid is shifted open. Can I push it open further and actually have a good look inside? I got a minus one. Did uh, someone else want to <laughs> give this a shove? So you watch as Morven begins to shove on this sarcophagus lid and just <laughs> his feet begin to slide on the ground as he's not getting traction at all. Could have just asked. Uh, roll with advantage. Rolls a one. <laughs> 22. You one-handed just <laughs> pushes it straight off and inside, <clears throat> devoid of body, there is no remains in here. However, there is the sides of this sarcophagus seem to be lined with gold and there is writing in celestial all the way around. Sorry, was there bodies in the other ones or was it yes. just swords? There was yes. bodies. Okay. There's no body in this one. What does I read the celestial and what does it say? It basically tells the story of two brothers, one named Oric, one named Orion, both uh, warriors of the gods. One followed Orbin, one followed Idris. And it told it tells the story of how both of them fought alongside these gods as their champions, wielding weapons of massive power throughout the Great Gods War. After the Gods War had concluded, both gods awarded their champions status of great importance amongst the stars. And this is where Orion rests forever in honor of his previous post. So that was almost like a tombstone, like here lies, but he's gone empty. You also see the sarcophagus is pretty big and you know that Auric was a pretty tall individual as well. Resting to the side, you can see as well what looks like dust has fallen and left the remnants of the shape of a human body, an armored human body. And then to his left, you can see a hefty, massive shape that used to hold a blade that seems to be depicted uh, in the statue above. A very long-handled great sword almost glaive looking weapon you can see the the hilt of which is circular like the sun and you can see a very heavy and thick blade that extends from that heavy handle six or so feet after that very massive can i see this workshop hall enough to be confident that it's all good i can send my dancing lights into the hall i think you would know that this area is probably full of activated traps Activated traps. They've been activated. They look like they've been experimented with. Most that you look at and see seem to have been tripped. Yeah, sorry, tripped. I was pretty confident. I, I, I probably walked in a certain amount while you guys were looking at that. 
walk to the threshold and send my dancing lights uh, deeper into that workshop, try to light it up mm-hmm. fully. You do. You see exactly what Gorgonbot had previously seen, but you do see what looks like spikes below the pits that seem to be coated in this green slime. You also see what looks like a, a rope that seems to be attached to a snare on the left-hand side that doesn't appear to be uh, activated yet. And you can see what looks like a, a tripwire that seems to be attached to two barrels of what looks like uh, scorpions. You can see them just like moving and writhing around in the area. As you're all standing there in this particular zone, you hear scuttling once more and you hear a continue just... And you, Rangar, hear the words... Barnabas, how uh, badly do you want this glaive, my friend? Because I think we're going to have a bit of a uh, a battle on our hands for yeah. this one. Your life is a sacrifice. I'm going to make. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Can I? Well, I think we we have to keep moving forward. There is yeah. no other. What these holes that the cobalt's brought out of? Uh, that'd be too small for us, or they're about two foot wide. So you could probably go through them, but you don't know how narrow they get. And they're most likely like an ant hill. They they are beyond navigating it gives you that vibe of a place that is completely forgotten to time and dust kobolds have moved in over time it used to be a place of worship for the sun god idris and housed orion and in the champions of idris but now vacated of such to what end you're not sure but now it's the home of kobolds and who they call zimmerinth yeah. can i send the, my dancing lights yeah up. the pillars go up to a varying uh, height and in the darkness, Gorgonbort couldn't see the roof. But if you send your dancing lights up, it, they probably go up about 150 feet and you can see there is this domed roof that has beautiful architecture throughout it and you can see rocky outcroppings that seem to protrude through that domed roof as if they used to house glass there uh, in order for the sun's light to shine through onto this beautiful platform. However, once the, the temple had sunken, it seems that the the natural formation of earth has covered that and there's nothing on any of these tables worth taking we are there is various tools and traps you could probably get some tinkerers tools off of them if you wanted to and i'll say maybe a vial of poison and oil that you could get can i ping the wand and just get a gauge on the other side of the door say rangar walks towards that door can he just get a gauge to see if there's any magical object through that one yeah, uh, there doesn't appear to be anything magical beyond the door. Okay. There doesn't really appear to be anything magical in this in this vicinity, room. yeah. Yeah. Nature check or something, I don't know. To gauge what dragon type it is, considering what we've seen in the chamber, if that makes check. sense. Yeah. Eight. Eight total? Yep. You're dealing with myth. You're dealing with a creature said to have been a part of the great god's war and the ascension and the battle of darkness and the world swallowing entity known as the titan these creatures haven't been seen or heard from in millions and millions and millions of time like eons you can't be certain Mm. what you're in store for however the egg that you had seen kind of denotes that this may not be as old as say the worm that created yeah. the worm spine that's what i was thinking too like you know when um when you think of kobolds in general that rengar knows of are you know not that intelligent therefore could be tricked into thinking that this thing is much better than what it is yep or that it is just stronger than them them <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 
because you know that they sort of flock to a they're like minions yeah, basically exactly the little yellow things that follow the strongest thing around yeah and like just gauging that we didn't find the corpse of Orion and that was obviously a very good trinket there I'd probably suspect that someone's collected the trinket being gifted to this thing in here this particular dragon and he is but he's guarding bo- it his body That's wasn't there though either yeah but Maybe well, they took the whole thing. Who knows? They're scavengers, man. They probably were just throwing the whole fucking thing at its feet and then been like, hey, here's yep. your gift. Well, yeah, well, they kept out. talking about gifts and shit. Exactly. Yeah. The Archaic said that the... Was guarded by... Yep. Was in, planted in the skull of a worm. Mm-hmm. So we know we got to look for a worm corpse mm-hmm. somewhere. That we we got to go through this door and keep moving. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna no, I agree. Yeah. So eventually, with the strongest members of the party pushing this stone door open, you make your way down this pathway that seems to be quite grand. You can see the marble stones that used to lead towards this temple entry uh, mark your path. However, you descend down to the left and you can see your pathway becomes more natural and cave-like. As you descend, you sort of swirl underneath what you know to be a temple to the Sky Lord. Idris and as you begin making this trek you start to hear crackling of lightning ahead of you you can see blue flashes of light that seem to emanate your vision that warns of what's to come you hear wind rushing through the area and it gets to a point sometimes where that wind buffets you and blows your hair back and starts to hit you with sand and it's like tiny knives hitting your person. As you begin to walk further and further in, you can see some of the hairs on your arms and sometimes on your head begin to stand on end with electricity moving through them. You get a fearful eminence moving through your person. As you look towards the end of this very straight corridor that seems to end in an arcing window you can see vibrant blue light shining towards you that seems to be from an electrical show beyond but standing there in the doorway you see an armored figure armor that looks similar to oryx at his side a sword he draws it and as he does you watch as he holds it up and you can see the light along the middle of the blade illuminate as the light spell incurs around him You can see this individual has similar features to Auric. You can see what looks like facial hair that seems to go from mustache into goatee. You can see that he's got a scar that goes from one side of his eye all the way down to his chin. And as he looks towards you, his eyes are electric yellow as his helmet seems to protrude with two horns that didn't appear to be on the statue. Horns that look like they're draconic in nature. This individual looks towards you and says, You are in the realm of Zimrinth, and he welcomes you. He opens the doorway. The sword that he has, holding it above, appears to be the same as the four that you had picked up. It seems to be the one that... uh, You recognize it to be the one that was on his side in the statue. The actual massive blade doesn't appear to be on his person. Right. So this is the guy who was in the sarcophagus... And he's using his backup weapon. So he's been reincarnated or something. I guess uh, we didn't think this was going to be an easy task, did we, gentlemen? It'd be a bit... Well, there's no use taking him out. He seems like he wants to talk right now. It'd be a bit cheap if uh, we just got handed uh, Albert. Is he 
skeleton or body? Well, he said he had a beard and a girl. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's flesh and bone. Okay. I've got one okay, okay. one question. Just do you know Oric? Oric was my brother in life. Oh, okay. A paladin of Orban himself. Together, he and I settled Cadmia, the greatest nation this continent has seen. Who do you serve now? I serve. And you watch as he's sort of racked with pain. Ah. Mm. Ah. I serve the one below. The one that invites you in. The one who wields my forgotten blade. The spawn of Python slew by Idris himself. Can Morven do a kind of check or something and see if he's being magically compelled or if it's some sort of a... Yep, yeah, yeah, kind of. for sure. It'd be nice not to kill him just in case he could be an ally. It'd be nice to turn him, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. So that's nine. You have no idea whether he's been arcane influenced or not. This creature is completely foreign to you. Uh, you ask that, Gorgon Ball, what do you say? Just why? Uh, after you said you serve uh, down below, old man down below, why? He says, This being holds power over me. His very essence seeped into the land beyond. An essence that caused me to rise. It caused you to rise. It is... The will I cannot fight. After my deity closed beyond the realm, I've been unable to speak, to commune. He has my blade. Is there a way we can release you from him? I I think you're undead. I am living a life I do not wish to live, so in that essence, I would prefer to be dead. We have met your brother, and we understand what kind of a man he is. Seems a little bit strange that from what we know of him that you'd be so easily persuaded. You watch as he takes a step towards you. He says, easily, easily swayed. My faith is absolute. Then fight what you're trying to fight. I have been fighting for hundreds of years to no avail. You are the first I have seen in these halls. Well... If you can, maybe give us some information on this creature that might gain us some advantage to relinquish you from your chains that shackle you. What power do you think you have over the spawn of Python, the greatest monster the primeval titan of darkness ever summoned to his service? Not even my faith in Idris can fight his will. Then answer me this, what is he? What being is he? Is he a dragon? Is he a dragonborn? What is this? He is a worm. A dragon of immense power, scales of blue copper like lightning in the sky. He rests slumbered below the sands. The minions he gathers collects wealth. He is known as the Forgotten Horde. The Hoarding Fury. He will be your end. There is no hope left. Well, there was the Wormsparrow Ridge as the corpse of a great worm, but there is still something, I don't remember if it was in the Wormsparrow Ridge that would cause, not earthquakes, but tremors. That's going to be an immense You hear a lightning crackle and you can see electricity move across the roof that lights up all your faces. You watch as his eyes become electric yellow and he's like, "Ah." A man is not deserving of all that was. Of all that I want to claim, but I am. 
I am the fury. I am the gale. I am the spawn of Python, and I will feast on your bones. You feel now like he is being... Nice to meet you, worm. He turns now, looks over his shoulder and says, Meet your fate. Warriors of the sand, test your mettle against the worm that never sleeps. You will find yourself unworthy and I will find four more to carry out my whim. And Orion turns and walks out and through the doorway. This is probably going to be one of the most momentous ones we've actually had to face. This entity has been taunting you to enter its realm and if you were to hesitate, he would do more to push you in the direction he wants you to go. You are essentially mice in a maze, and the maze is his. You patch up your wounds as best that you can. All of you taking private moments to yourself to prepare for something that you... You may or may not have thought upon your life you would ever do with the people who you are currently with. You look around the room to the four of you, looking each other in the face, possibly for the last time. Well, I say an orcish. <laughs> Which translates to see you on the, on the other side, motherfuckers. <laughs> A great orc blessing amongst his culture bestowed upon his favorite allies. Well, if we are to fall, I think there's not a better set of three people that I'd rather fall with. But uh, I don't think today is our day, gentlemen. Let's fucking take this scaly motherfucker to the death and see where we end up. You surround each other, grasp each other's shoulder, and the four of you walk mightily into the den of the beast. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Thanks for tuning in so far with the Forgotten Falls adventure, and we hope you've enjoyed it because next week is the season two grand finale. So don't forget to tune in to the next episode as they conclude their battle with Zimmerinth, the Hoarding Fury, and the dragon below the sands. If you enjoyed the dungeon that the Forgotten Four trekked through during this session, you can find the maps to that dungeon available to our patrons on our Patreon. Fully coloured, high definition, made exclusively by myself, and we're giving them to you. Our Patreon also has two special podcasts that are exclusive to that platform, So if you wanted to catch up on all that action and see some behind the scenes stuff with me and the cast, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash D&D Valiant Odyssey. Now guys, as I said before, season two is indeed coming to a close. So we need all the help we can get. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give us an honest review. All of your words really help and we read every single one of them. And we'd like to thank you in advance for giving your kind words. That's it from me this week, and as always, be valiant.